We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey guys, welcome back. We are on episode three already. Can you believe it? I know, and it's just getting juicier and juicier by the episode. Right? Okay, so this episode is called The Hardest Decision. Um, if you're just tuning in with us, my name is Ebony Chapman, and I'm going to be hosting and co-hosting with Sanai Moore. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. This episode was definitely juicy. I think this was the episode that we've all been waiting for to hear about, to talk about. Um, we're going to be getting into how politics really drives the media. We're going to also talk about the women's conference in Beijing that Hillary attended, which I thought was amazing. Um, and then... Last but not least, of course, we have to talk about the biggest scandal of the Clintons' presidential stay in the White House, which is Monica Lewinsky. So I am so excited to dive in. But before we do, what were your overall thoughts of this episode? I literally was, my eyes were glued to the screen the entire time because I knew about what was, I knew the things that took place during that time, but I feel like I got a better understanding of, you know, what happened and how she felt and through this whole big mess, (laughs) I gained more respect for Hillary after this (laughs) because there's times where her back was against the wall. (laughs) Right. So I have to, well, let's just start with how media and politics drive, you know, how politics drive the media. I thought it was interesting. You know, we have someone who's making history, right? Hillary Clinton. She's making history, being the first woman nominee for Democrats. Like, there's never been another woman that you're voting for ever in a presidential election besides Hillary Clinton. So she's over here making history. However, all of that, I feel like, just kind of went to the side a little bit because her candidate or her, you know, co-candidate over here, Trump, continues to attack her, um, saying that she's using the woman's card. What did you think about that? I thought that was hilarious. Uh, I mean, anything that comes out of his mouth is just laughable. Um, But really, when it came down to it, it just brought back memories. Because, I mean, I kind of feel a little old being able to witness all this. But... It just brought me back to memories of when I was actually watching this election go down and how crazy it was that people really ran with it all. 
And it also showed that he really didn't give any type of, you know, policy, like really talking about, you know, politics while she is. And saying the woman the woman card, well, it was kind of confusing because if she was playing the woman card, you know, it's kind of like, okay, is she gaining sympathy sympathy for being a woman? Or, you know, is she just running because she's a woman? And it, it I don't know, he just contradicted himself through the whole thing. But I love how she took control of the situation and said, yeah, I am playing it because women need this, that, and the third. So I'm glad that she was able to take it a negative and turn to a positive. Yeah, absolutely. I think <laughs> I think it was funny too, because of course, him being a man, he can get away with saying comments like that and it's still flying, being like, oh yeah, like she's playing a woman's card and you have like a whole room full of people clapping and applauding at um, the comments that he's saying. It's like, she's not playing a woman's card. She is a woman. She understands what it is to be that in this country. And there isn't a disadvantage. So sorry, excuse her for bringing attention to it. Um, But they also talk about during her election, how there was like an age gap or like a gender difference. Right. And I thought that was interesting. She said, um, they talked about how young voters. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Um, not having a gender alliance. So, you know, our age group kind of being like, okay, whatever, like, she's a woman, who cares? Well, we have, like, the older generation being more like, oh, my gosh, like, being very emotional about the fact that, you know, you're witnessing a woman make history. And then you have, like, a lot of really young girls kind of looking to her and admiring her and being like, this is so amazing, right? Dressing up like her and all that. Um, I kind of have a similar experience to what she was saying, like, having a gender alliance or not having one. Um, when Obama was running for president and that was like a huge deal, especially to like my stepmom and like my dad, right? Like seeing like a black man being elected for presidency. And I remember when he got elected, my stepmom was like crying. And I was like, uh, ew, like, mm. like I was so taken aback. I didn't understand the, um, the history that was being made or understand what was going on. I mean, that was what, like 2009. So I was like, 13, 14. I mean, I just wasn't understanding what was going on. So I thought that was also interesting because I could relate to that. Could you? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I have this, I should have worn, <laughs> should have worn. It's this um Obama shirt that I have. And if I find it, I'll show you guys at the end of the show. It literally has a fat picture of Obama and other black leaders at the bottom. And I even remember like at that time we, they would show the election um, in the gym. So we would get to miss class and we all got to watch it. And then when he was actually elected, we were all like, we got to dress up like, you know, in our Obama gear and everything. And I just remember that being a really big pivotal time in America, especially for black people, because we were able to see ourselves man or woman inside of Obama so I just remember that being like 
the highlight. And even when Hillary was running, I was literally, when it got neck and neck down to Trump and Hillary, I was really excited because I'm like, you know, she's a woman and to be able to say, even though she's not black, the first woman, like incredible. Yeah, and I feel really excited to say that I actually went to a Hillary rally. Oh, wow. Yeah, in Arizona. And it was really exciting. Um, So I got to see her speak. It was like really like neck and neck right before the election happened. Um, So yeah, I feel really excited to say that I was part of history and that I was there to witness it at photos. It's wonderful. Um, Yeah, so moving on to this woman's conference that Hillary attends in 1995, when she takes her daughter Chelsea with her. Um, I thought this was great. I think it was a great um, opportunity for her to see for other people to see, but also for her to see, you know, you live kind of like in a bubble, especially in the U S you like low key kind of live in a bubble. So to like go to Pakistan and you see the girls, they mentioned the girls wanted to be doctors and lawyers, but after they graduated school, there was no opportunity for them to continue in that path. It was kind of like, well, I'm so happy that you decided you wanted to be a lawyer, but that's not happening. Yeah. Um, and people felt important that she was even there, right? This guy mentioned like, oh my gosh, the first lady of the world came to visit. I feel important to us. No one ever comes to visit us. Now we feel like we've been seen. Um, What did you think about that, that moment? Yeah, it was just awesome to see um, how she can really resonate with people just around the world. And even, you know, during her speech, when she was speaking, they even said nobody, all the women, like nobody in the audience is kind of really um, responding to her and everything she was saying, even though there were translators, even though there were people there. And um, once she started talking about topics that people could really relate to as women, then that's when they were really able to like hurrah and really praise her for what she was uh, saying too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> the the line that, you know, continues to be so infamous and famous is women's rights are human rights. And that's when everyone kind of started to get excited when she's talking about the, um, at the conference in Beijing, she, they're like, oh, yes. Like, cause it is the truth. Like we, I feel like us as women, not to be biased, um, but we really go through a lot and deal with a lot and do a lot. We give life into this world we work, we have to be nurturing, but not too nurturing. We have to be emotional, but not too emotional. Like there's such this like weird fine line that women have to continue to walk on a daily basis to be recognized and noticed and to not be put into a box. And we're fighting that every day. So um, I think once she kind of got her point across that all the women in that, in that conference, and we, we also see again, this men versus men, women thing, the men that were like, why is she even going to that? What is she doing? She doesn't need, that's such an unimportant conference. Like, I don't think it's necessary for her to go. I thought that was like, wow. Like, right? Like, what did you think about like the men that were sitting there saying how unimportant it is to go to a woman's conference? Like, as if that doesn't make a difference whatsoever. You know, it's crazy because, because you think you're a man, you they thought like it doesn't directly affect them which it doesn't if, it, if they're a man it doesn't directly affect you but if you have a daughter you if you choose to have a wife 
um, in a heterosexual relationship, you can decide to have a wife. If you're a mother, well, your mother is a woman. Those are the people around you who it does affect. So instead of taking the approach of just like, well, it doesn't directly affect me. So like, why should I support? Why should I hear what she has to say? Why should I, you know, really give her any type of acknowledgement? It was just crazy to me because, you know, and, and not even taking into effect of, take out that she's a woman. How about that she's also going to, what she has to say could impact the country, which would impact you. So it's kind of like all of that just is going out the window. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think I couldn't agree with you more. Women, we we be doing the absolute most, but just talking about men again with even her election, um, Trump, right? So Trump is running against her and he's really like bullying her. He's um, kind of saying Clinton was running, Hillary was running like a true campaign. Trump, on the other hand, on any of the rallies, I don't even think he said one thing that made any sense, meaning nothing that was like political or something that was, he was always saying polarized things, but not anything that was like, here, I think healthcare should be this. I think we should do this. I think this is how we should get this done, right? There was always this underlying overall like thought of like wanting to bash Hillary at all times. And as they say and mentioned in the documentary that that kind of overshadowed her campaign. Like she's running a very clean, traditional campaign. She's out there talking to the people, you know, but what's getting picked up in the media? The fact that Hillary is, you know, traveling and talking to people or the fact that Trump is over here bashing her. Like what's more exciting that people are going to want to listen to and hear? Trump. So even if it was bad press, Trump was getting all the press. So it's like every time you turn on the TV, Trump said this, Trump did this, Trump did this. And I never even thought about that, but it's true. Like it's so distracting as to like what the actual policies are when you're constantly being bombarded with media and negative bashing type tactics. Yeah. It and even um showing him I remember it being on TV, you know, with uh him standing in back of her, like just trying to intimidate her and you know, ha- trying to have the in- intimidation tactic and just throwing out lies, throwing out hate, all of that towards her. But I like how she didn't feed into it. And she even said you know, during that point, remember, she said, if I would have fed into it if, of him, like, standing over her in a, in a very intimidating manner, that it would have been the the whole speech of everything that she's been saying the entire time would have been thrown out the window. And the narrative would have been, like, her snapping back at her being snappy, her being aggressive, her being that. And it would have been thrown on her. And then you know, instead of her feeding into that game with him, she decided to use it to her advantage and to keep, you know, her talking about what things that matter and let the public kind of see it for themselves. Like, let him be a monkey, let him do the tricks, you know, and I'm going to keep standing in my space. So I think that's the type of approach she took is just ignoring him and letting him show himself to everyone. Right, which in a way you would think like that would totally work. Um, but 
<laughs> in this case, it kind of, I'm not going to say it backfired, but maybe it just didn't give the response that she was looking yeah. for. The problem with the media is that, you know, we listen and we watch TV and then we go online and we see the same articles. It's difficult, like I said before, to really pick out points that make sense, pick out things that are true, that are factual, that make sense. You have to do so much extra research just to pin down one correct point. And like me and you on a daily basis, if we're working and have families or whatever we're doing, no one necessarily takes the time to do that. So that's why the media is so either polarizing or easy to influence people. So people are able to sway either way. I mean, if you believe that the sky is blue, you can find 10 articles that the sky is blue. If you believe that it's purple, you are going to find articles that support that theory. So, and so within that, there's two different sides at all times. So it's like, where exactly does the truth lie? And I think that's the problem. And so she was trying to be, you know, just like the media just kind of took over her whole campaign and swallowed her up. I hate to say that, but it's just, we just, we heard more negative things, less positive things. I honestly can't remember anything that Hillary was fighting for, standing for any of her policies, because the only thing I could ever remember when I was in school was Trump everywhere. Yeah. And I think that was part of the plan was to make it, you know, the diversion of everything, even going back at it, look at it when he was in the access Hollywood, um, you know, interview and they got footage of him saying, you know, grab her by the, you know, what, and by the cojones and like all of this derogatory language, but it still wasn't enough. And I know her, and remember her team, Hillary's team kept saying, you know, this is going to drown him. Like now everyone can see what I've been talking about right now. And it seemed like people still defended him. It it didn't take the, the um, turn of where they thought it was. So they're literally living in a twilight zone. They're like, and I felt like that too, which is like, what is going on here? Like, how is this still possible? And it just kept spiraling and spiraling from there. Yeah. Um, I, I, and I still am at a mystery and at a loss as to why things happen. Why did it blow up even more? Yeah. Like why that wasn't an issue. And I think that's like a bigger conversation for like why, like what our society is, why we believe what we believe, even if there is, you know, small movement, someone, people are moving the needle to try to change this narrative. However, majority of the people still feel and think this way. And we still let it on a daily basis, let it slide no matter what. And I, it's, we're not holding men responsible or accountable for their actions or their words now we're starting to with the me too movement so i want to get into that um this is kind of like the early days of this me too movement um we are back in 1998 a little time travel um paula jones does a civil lawsuit against bill clinton um trying to you know let everyone know that they had a relationship and then of course the monica Lewinsky, famous monica Lewinsky story breaks i was shocked because you know 
this whole time, I mean, it's nice to hear more. We, I already, you know, everyone knows about this story, but um, it's nice to hear more. It was interesting because you have him completely denying. 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 And I think he's even in that, Kanye even features him when he's like, I did not have sexual relationships with that woman. Um, And I, he's completely denying it to his family, to his coworkers, his friends, the media, everyone. Um, Why do you think he lied so hard? I mean, at the end of the day, we already had him in another cheating scandal. That's what I was going to say. It was literally like, I think, okay. I'm going to just say this much. I think he probably lied because it was true and he was just didn't want to hurt his wife. He didn't want to hurt his family because he already probably did. We still don't know what the Flores case, but if he did do it, it, he already, he's already witnessed how it's made his family feel. So the fact that he's done it again or the first time, since we don't know this, if the first time was for real, he didn't want to relive that all over again. But I mean, it goes, you know, I think a lot of it should have went, it's half and half in my opinion, like blame is on Monica Lewinsky and it's on Bill because as an intern girl, you can, I would be too scared to even talk to the boss, (laughs) the intern and you know, you're really going to do that. And I feel like people didn't also hold, uh, they were so focused on Hillary, 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 but people were not holding Bill accountable. Well, I mean, certain people did, but, you know, the two people who really needed the conversation put on them were Bill and Monica. You know, I would have loved to hear a little bit more on why Monica, like, kept to pursue or, like, how it all started. That's kind of where my head was at the whole yeah. time. How did this really start? Because as an intern, I would never want to like cross those boundaries. And like, she's taking gifts, extra money. Like it's just certain things like that. And it's like, Monica girl, you don't care about the college credit, do you? (laughs) And then it's just like, Bill, how could you? Like she's she's like Chelsea's age, you know? Like Right, she was like 21, I think. Right, like this is, that's some sick stuff. But it's just like, Bill, like, how would you want to do that to your wife, you know? And I feel like a lot went down behind closed doors. You know, she's a very private woman. So I think a lot of it, a lot went behind closed doors when it came to the Flores case. So I don't know. I'm just really conflicted with it all. And I feel that, you know, Hillary stuck by her man's side. But I think she did give him the business in private. You know, my girl's a private girl. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think we there was definitely some serious conversations going down. You could tell that um, Bill is still very emotional about that entire very. situation. His um, turned purple from it. Like, yeah. he was emotional. And I feel he's finally understanding the fact that he's able... I mean, everybody does make mistakes. I don't condone the infidelity, but I feel that he's really, truly, and sincerely sorry because he knew that really did hurt his wife. And just seeing him getting emotional is when I knew this man is like damn near like what eighty almost like now? Mm-hmm. yeah like he's an older man this happened years ago and years like years 
but that's the crazy thing is is that I'm emotional yeah it only takes one thing to really kind of like taint your reputation and your whole legacy people will remember bill clinton that's like cool a president did, everyone thinks monica Lewinsky. but everyone thinks monica Lewinsky um at all times i think she definitely has a series or like an interview series that she did explaining the whole thing i think it was kind of one of those things where like he was making passes and maybe she denied it at first but then kind of like gave into it because he kept showing attention and at the end of the day you have this big wig president not just anybody like the president of the united states like showing interest in you you're 21 very impressionable you feel like that yeah like you feel important like oh my gosh this man that legit could have anyone he wants who's married who has a kid who you know has all this going for him is running the country and yet he still is looking at me like i'm you know a little snack like it is definitely has your eyes you know you feel excited by it and especially if he's buying gifts and you know dating or whatever meeting whatever it is you feel important you feel noticed um I thought it was interesting that Matt Lauer was interviewing Hillary. And the only thing I was thinking now is like, obviously it was a much younger Matt Lauer, but I was like, wow, how tables have turned, boy. You're here interviewing her about, you know, her husband and the cheating scandal, Monica Lewinsky. And little did you know that 2016, he was about to be having some issues. Okay. Out of here. Right. Like, we haven't heard from that man in a minute. He's been gone since he's been fired. I haven't seen he that. Nine somewhere. <laughs> but um, I, I really do think that when it comes down to it, with all of the cheating scandal and everything, um, it was like Hillary, I feel like in her whole life, it's like either she's always in this lose-lose situation. It's always so in like a slim line of when could be in there. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, she gained a lot of heat, you know, especially doing interviews or anything about like the cheating scandal and, you know, how that's made her family feel and then her still staying with him. And a lot of women were like, you should leave that man. And she did, I mean, she, there's been multiple times when she could have um, tainted his name She could have got him out the White House. You know, she even worked. She said she even had experience with impeachment. And being able to, you know, get him impeached and stuff. But she decided to say, you know, at that, I'm staying with my man. And I'm just going to let this, you know, take its course. I still think she's holding him accountable. But, like, she's doing it in a more private manner. Yeah, I mean, speaking of holding him accountable, um, you know, there was like this whole impeachment hearing going on. They wanted to impeach Bill Clinton after this whole Monica Lewinsky thing. Everyone felt like it was super inappropriate. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and they were ready to just be done with him. However, Hillary ended up also working on that impeachment trial. Um, she felt like it was unfair, right? She didn't know what she was going to do about her marriage, but she still felt like it was unfair to have him impeached over something like this they figured out that it wasn't impeachable so he was able to keep his presidency um what did you think about the fact that she still continued to work on this man's case even though she wanted to kill him because i would have i don't know if i would have done all that 
Right. I thought like maybe it would be bias involved. So, so I'm surprised they even let her stay on the, you know, whole um, case of it all. But I, you know, it's hard to say what I would do during that time because I've never been put in that situation. And I think she handled it with grace though, because she could have been malicious and got him back. And I don't think, and you know, I think if she would have took that route, I don't think he would have been mad at her. Like, I don't think Bill would have been like, oh, I hate you, Hillary. Like, you're just mad. Like, I don't think he would have took it like that. I think he would have taken it in a more mature approach. But I think the, the, um, the general population and people, you know, the American people, if she would have taken taken that route of like you know getting off the case, you know getting off the case completely, or um, you know forcing him to get impeached and really you know going forward with that, I feel like that would have been the a really probably the only time everybody would have supported her, you know, they because people were saying she should leave him anyway. He did wrong this and the third, and I feel like a lot of people would have supported her if she did that. Yeah, you know, I kind of believe so too. I feel like maybe people would have supported her um, when it came to leaving him. But I feel that at the end of the day, it's your marriage. So you have to do the things that you feel are the best for you. She is such a strong woman for doing that, dealing with him, dealing with the scandals, scandals more than one, right? Um, But just to even go back with Bill, I wanted to say this. I feel like I don't want this to be missed, right? Because I feel like we always get on men, of course, right? I'm not condoning cheating. Let's put that out there. But we always, it's the reason why men cheat. It's like, that is like the mystery. We're all like, what is the problem? I think my opinion is this, that Bill found something endearing about Monica. She's probably nice looking. She's cute. She's young. This is also another problem when you work and live with your wife. Um, you're with your wife 24-7. You're working with her on a campaign. You're working with her at home. Um, I feel like sometimes that gets cross-wired because you're the president 24 hours a day. So it, and 24-7, it doesn't matter that you want to sleep or you want to this. So she's on strategy. So even when you're at home and relaxing, you're still at work. And she's still probably talking to you about work and what policy and who can we talk to and who can we call. It just consumes you I think at times and so Monica was like a little like release like oh something someone that works there but like I don't have to talk to about you know what war we're getting into what policy we're trying to push I don't have to do any of that she's just there and like willing to really do whatever and I feel like it was kind of like a an escape for him and that's probably why it happened I could see that. I could see that happening. And um, also, she's young, you know, and a lot of men like them and get them when they're young, especially (laughs) and legal. But like getting them, you know, younger women, you know, they their bodies are, you know, in a certain shape and they look a certain way. And also, she doesn't know as much as Hillary, you know, keeping that in mind. So she's not the driving force. So therefore she could listen to Bill and whatever, you know, if he's like, you know, this is something that should be done. She 
doesn't have pushback or have an opinion about it for real because she's still learning because she's an intern right. um, but you know just backpedaling a little bit I also found it interesting when they're questioning Bill about all of this and he after he blankly lies they're like well what about the what about the gift you gave her right how and did they know that that was my question how did they know that and not blaming Monica, but I feel like, you know, she probably went talking about it to her friends or whatever, because you feel hot stuff. Like, you know, the president wants me and how else would anyone know that detail? Right. She obviously had told somebody, told a reporter or somebody. Unless, yeah. Unless they looked at bank statements, which I don't know. No, because that's not public record. So. Yeah, it was very interesting. I mean, you, I think when you're kind of like caught in a lie it's almost like how do you get out of it and so you're just like I don't remember you know he kept saying I don't remember I don't remember I'm like boy you've remembered it's literally like the <laughs> that I've seen when she's like like this yeah. is literally him it he was literally in a whole Mr. Krabs like right he didn't know what was going on he was like what <laughs> hmm that's when I looked and I was just like bill 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 yeah, I think it was just, you know, I think that was a definitely a defining moment in his career. Um, definitely showed Hillary in a way that I feel like it's respectable. I feel like now knowing the background and the story, right? I think beforehand you can judge it and be like, yeah, oh my gosh, what is she doing with this guy? And to be honest with you, for me, I didn't know anything about the other women, right? The alleged other women that he had had relations with. I only knew about Monica Lewinsky. So for me, I was like, okay, like one cheating scandal. It was a big deal because she was young and she was an intern. And I was like, okay, like you can move on from that. I get it. But to now know that there has been more than just one or two women coming forward and accusing him of you know, sexual relations and having her now knowing that she stayed with him. Um, this can be nothing but love. Like I can't think of any other reason why you'd want to stay with someone who continuously shows you that they don't respect you. Um, but at the same time, she was also so far into her political career at that point with him. I feel like at, at some point in life, when you're with someone, it's almost like you have too much to lose to really to go anywhere. To go anywhere. And that kind of sucks. I don't know. I That's just my thought process as to like even more reason why she'd want to stay. Were you referring to um, when Trump had brought people in who said they were um, supposedly had uh, Bill had sexual advances towards them possibly or allegedly? Right. Yeah, no, all of it. Yeah, see, yeah, that part I don't believe at all. I don't believe that part. First of all, I'll have to disagree, like, on that little small part with the people that Trump brought up because, first of all, all four of those women look totally different, even from Monica Lewinsky all the way down to Hillary. They don't look like his type, and not saying that he wouldn't do it, but, I mean, come on. We're going to use Trump as a very reliable source to this. And right. I just, you know, and I, I do believe, like, you know, when women do come forward, it's already hard enough. But it just is skeptical to me in why they would go in back of Trump to do it and not, like, 
if you really wanted to like go and and tell your truth about it, why not go on a platform if you really wanted to go on a platform of like a CNN, like something neutral or like a, a new state, something that's very neutral. Why would you go to the Trump who is on the opposite team of Hillary? That part just made it really like, mmm, foggy waters for me. I don't know. I That part got really foggy for me because I'm like, girls, please. If you really wanted to make a statement because you really felt hurt about it, what makes you think going behind Trump is going to get your story out more? Yeah. One of them had like a baseball cap on, looking like she just came out of bed. And then the other one just is like, no, it just didn't seem realistic to me. Yeah. I mean, honestly, any source um, coming from from Trump. It's definitely more difficult to um, fathom and believe, definitely. So I feel like that part is, you know, it's up in the air. It's very up in the air. But Bill was a little, he was a little dirty out there. Yeah, I'm going to say a question mark on those, on those like three, four ladies. I I still got a question mark because I don't understand if you really wanted to go on a platform, why you wouldn't go on like a on like you know good morning america cnn like i mean because if you're gonna go on a platform right oprah i mean like any platform like that why they didn't choose that route i feel like going it's the same way if it was reversed you know taking away trump being a liar and everything or whatever people you know look at him to be like some people think he's a liar or whatever like that i know they said that in the documentary that he lied about some stuff that she's done but like whatever people's views on him would be if even if the roles were switched and she was a republican he was a democrat it doesn't make sense to go to another political party and then just say what happened to you i feel like it makes more sense to go on a more neutral platform yeah no Totally agree. Um, I think in a nutshell, like this episode really opened up a whole lot of questions, gave us more background. We were able to dive into, you know, I got more of an idea about the Monica Lewinsky, about the cheating scandals, Hillary's strengths, um, you know, Trump really overshadowing her whole presidency and whole campaign. Um, I'm so excited to learn more we have another episode don't we yes we do i'm so excited to get started on that but before we get to that tonight where can they find you on social media yes you guys can follow me on instagram at i am underscore sana s-a-n-a underscore and on twitter at i am underscore sana s-a-n-a perfect my name is Ebony Chapman, and you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at EbonyChapman12. Until then, we'll see you on our next episode. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.